The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Okay. Beyond. <laughs> yes. Is the name of this podcast. Podcast Beyond. Episode 400 and... What are you doing with your voice? 59? 60? No, it's 460. Last really? Week was 459. We had a half you episode. You put it 459 all... in the dock and then I changed it because it was I incorrect. got all effed up with the numbers. Who, who cares? Anyway, welcome back. I'm Max Scoville. With me is Alana Pierce. Greets. Brian Altano. Brap, brap. Marty Sleva. Shalom. Yes. Oh, That's what we say back in the old Jumbo. The original Beyond. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Show them. <laughs> all right. What's up, everybody? Uh, so, yeah. Uh, a rabbi's yeah. dozen. I like how we came in here and... All right. Uh, first things first, a little bit of housekeeping. We have a party that we're going to be having in San Francisco. It is happening on You do the housekeeping Saturday. after the party. Thank you. Thank you for that top, top-notch humor there. October 15th on Saturday in San Francisco at a place called The Village. Not the M. Night Shyamalan movie, but, the, I really like but a film. bar. Me too. Okay, great. Uh, we're going to have an IGN house party. It's going to be one of those things we do. Where, it's our 20th uh, anniversary. 20th anniversary. We partnered with Alienware. Uh, there's going to be games and photo booths and foods and drinks and live entertainment. I think we're probably doing a live panel of some sort. Yeah. Uh, if nothing else, we'll just get drunk and hang out with people. Uh, you can get tickets online if you go to 20YRS of Gaming. Like the number two zero, but if you're like spelling years real short, dot eventbrite.com, or you can just go follow us up with us on Twitter or any of the various social yep. media feeds. Yes, yeah. it's a multi day um, thing uh, on Friday. We're opening it up uh, like a big tour of the office. A bunch of folks will be able to come by. Yeah, ticket to this actually gets you in to IGN to uh, do a QA and a tour and all that stuff, which yeah. is we, we do, we open up very. Not not as infrequently as the Willy Wonka's factory, but yeah. uh, it's just as magical. It also we, uh, gets you a shirt. It's a Counting Crows shirt, or the uh, 94, 95 tour. I don't think that's true. Yes. Um, no. Yeah. And uh, there's actually there's the just very small chance that uh, if you buy tickets to this, you'll also get tickets to the Lilith Fair. Yeah. Also, one lucky winner. You, you will used to get us up line. Also, is that a real thing? If the you Lilith buy, Fair? if you buy yeah. a dozen tickets, you're allowed to kiss Andrew. Marty, yep. what's, what's the Lilith Fair? Isn't that it was like uh, all the girls festival? Yeah, it was sort of like it was a bunch of women. It was only girls allowed. Yeah, oh. it was like a music festival, but it was all female. It was like Ozfest for women bands. That's actually pretty like cool. hole. Yeah, there's a lot of hole. Probably a lot of garbage. It's <laughs> a good word. Uh, a paramour. 
Par- this is before. This is yeah. pre-Paramore. I did I see Garbage Live once. That lady masturbates on stage. What? Yeah. Yep. Wow. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, uh, off to a great start with this PlayStation podcast. <laughs> if you um, want to see more Garbage Live, you can come see us. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> we, none of us is going to masturbate on stage. No, we don't do that. It was uh, pretty intense. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway. She's went full on just... Yep. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, just like... Shirley Manson. All, like, all up in there? All, all happy there. when it rains. Okay. PlayStation. Yeah. So, uh um, Shalom. First things first, uh, I don't think I've talked about it on here yet. I played The Last Guardian. Yeah. Uh, Zach put up a preview about it last week. Um, we talked a little, bit, a little bit on Up at Noon. It's... I'm, I'm kind of... kind of worried about it, sort of. Uh, I Good mean, dog. the kind of short thing is it, it plays like a game from a while back. It is like, a game that has been in development since the PS2 era, and yeah. so it plays like a game that has been in development since the PS2 yeah, era. Yeah, kind of. But Duke Nukem was great. Yeah. Honestly, like, I don't... This is this is really... I don't want to be hyperbolic here, but the whole setup for this honestly reminded me of when I went to a preview for Duke Nukem Forever. Yeah. Uh, I went to preview Duke Nukem at 2K in, like, t- 2010 or 11 or whatever the hell that was. And basically, like, they'd had a preview event, but, like, Destructoid couldn't go to it, so they were like, oh, we'll do a kind of a rain check appointment. In this case, uh, we didn't have... or we, we Sony was basically cool enough to set us up to go check it out, uh, you know, behind closed doors, Uh we did have people at TGS, but they basically showed us the same demo. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the same kind of very, like, small-scale, very, like, kind of intimate. Like, here's here's you and a PR person, and you're playing the game, basically. It's not like a big event where they're, yeah, like, we'll just, you know, walk around. So I had this, uh, I had a guy kind of, like, whispering in my ear, giving me kind of tips on how to play the game. And I thought I was just, like, screwing up left and right. Uh, it's got kind of very, like, I mean, it's got controls that feel very similar to Shadow of the Colossus. Mm-hmm. Uh which, Not, to be fair, those games don't control very well. Right. We don't love um, them because the, they control... The cameras. Yeah. A little weird. Uh, yeah. The camera's especially a little weird in this. Huh. Um, yeah, it's just... It, it, I was cl- climbing on the dog and trying to jump off, and it, you know the kid occasionally grabs stuff you don't really want him to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kept trying to like hop off the dog onto this, onto this ledge, and I would just plummet to my death. Uh so were the main like, issues you feeling like you're not in control? Well, yeah, and it was like I was like, oh man, I'm just screwing up left and right here. I'm, this is embarrassing. And, and the then original the, the, Assassin's Creed games did that yeah. really badly. Yeah. Like it would be like, I didn't want to grab that. I wanted to grab this. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. It's also like jumping off a platform is one thing. Jumping off a giant dog is another thing because yeah. mm-hmm. the dog doesn't really necessarily do what you want it to be doing. So yeah. one of the things I was trying to figure out is, uh, and this is like something I've been thinking about since literally the first Donkey Kong game was like, is it a trial and error thing to figure out? how far you have to fall before you die because I saw him jumping off of ledges and like hitting the ground and rolling and being okay but then there's other things where he jumps like a foot higher and it's an instant death yeah, yeah honestly it's it's kind of hard to hard to gauge right um, but yeah, it's something like, you'll probably figure out as yeah. you play. I mean, the, the developer was in the room with me, grabbed the controller, and he's like, here, I'll get you past this part. And then he dies on his first try. And I was like, okay, so that's not just me. You know? yeah. like, that's yeah. something funky with the game. But yeah, it's like, exactly. I, mean, I don't want to crap all over it. Sure. Like, Zach's preview is just completely dead on. You know, it's there's still, like, a ton of, like, wonderful, magical, whimsical stuff. But it also, it kind of, this is also later in the game. It's kind of past tutorial phases. It, it's the same chunk that we saw at, at E3 2015. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's there's a bunch of stuff that I haven't learned how to do yet, sure. essentially, yeah. like how to really control the, the dog, bird dog. Yeah. And maybe at the, by stuff. this point in the actual progression of the game, you'll have a better... Sure. One of the things I did see that was a little alarming was there was a video going around yesterday, of a graphic comparison of what it looked like at E3 versus what the preview videos look like now. And there's been a noticeable downgrade, I mean, which is something... Witcher did that, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, but, I mean, that's it's just... I think that's something we just have to get used to 
in, in the gaming industry, which I don't think I'm fully comfortable with ever being sucks, okay with that. Like, you don't see a trailer for Rogue One, and then the movie comes out, and you're like, oh, that robot looks a lot the, worse. Usually yeah. the opposite thing happens. Like, if you saw the trailer for Jurassic World, uh, the scene where that like sea dinosaur pops yeah. out and eats something coming down from it the camera, so much cooler in the it's, movie. it's way better in the movie. Like They yeah. actually took the time to make the, the graphic, the, the CG look better, whereas in gaming, like you see in Ubisoft and EA, they've all been guilty of it before. You see an E3 demo, you get really hyped on it. And I think especially for something like The Last Guardian, like this is not a game with a, ther- a thousand characters on screen at the same yeah. time. Yeah. You know, this I mean, is it does not... have individual feathers, though. Yeah. That's well, one thing that really that jumped out at me is like the stuff that they put detail into, you re- it really sticks out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that you're, you're smashing up like, you know, wooden structures and they're just the amount of like, it's not just visual either. Like the amount of, yeah. kind of noises and, and just... I mean, it's incredibly atmospheric, and it's actually kind of, like, startling. Um, but, yeah, like, there's a lot of moving parts, but, you know, that said, it, there were a few little hiccups here and there. And yeah, so I played it at E3, I think, for about 45 minutes and didn't have any, like, camera or control issues. Really? Yeah, and I wonder if that is because I was playing through the tutorial. I played from Maybe. what I, mean, I did assume you, is the very start. Did you play a lot of Shadow of the Colossus and Eco? I played Shadow of the Colossus, okay. yeah. But, like, even that, because they've aged, and they haven't played it for a really long time. But yeah, because I think there's, like, a... If I'm used to it, There's I just a weirdness to those games that you yeah. get used to almost immediately. Yeah. 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 And that's, yeah. I've been replaying Eco because uh, I'm writing a thing for its 15th anniversary, which is mm-hmm. coming up soon, and I was replaying it over the weekend. And it was definitely a thing where I was like, oh, this game doesn't control the way other games do. Yeah. But within yeah. 45 minutes, I was like, all right, well, I'll just adapt to it. So I, had this, yeah, I think I, I talked about this on, on the show a couple months ago, but I had the same thing happen when that game popped up on PlayStation Now, mm-hmm. where I was like, I love this game. It's one of my favorite games of all time. I went back to play it, and I was like, oh, I don't remember the camera being, like, controlling, like, a security camera in the corner of a room, where it basically just tilts left and right. Uh Um, But, yeah, eventually you get used to it, Mm -hmm. and there's, like, just just weird nuance to it. And I know Shadow of the Colossus, specifically climbing up on a Colossus back was, like, very weird. Like, the combination of buttons and button presses and holds you're doing was almost sort of like when you're playing Heavy Rain, and they intentionally put you in Mm -hmm. precarious situations where you're, like holding the controller in a yeah, weird way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you get used to it, and it's worth it for the splendor and beauty that those games have to offer. Yeah, so, so, Do you think that, like, while I didn't have the issues that you had, I also wasn't doing anything intensive? Like, mm-hmm. the thing that I had to do was break yeah. uh, Trico out of chains and, like, coax. Like, it wasn't anything that was, like, a lot of platforming. I had no threat of death. Like, do you think it's something that you'll get I think that to? could have very much been the case, is that I was in kind of a later portion of the game. Yeah. Um, and I think they wanted to show off the chunk that they showed at E3 to be like, hey, yeah, this this is what it's like to actually do it. Because right. there's stuff in there where, uh, I mean, they're sort of contextual elements. Like, when you fall off and he catches you with his tail, mm-hmm. uh, it's unclear watching that in a... You know, in a press conference, what's part of the game and what's like a little cutscene? Yeah, right. Uh, and it's still kind of hard to tell when you're playing it in the game. It's sort of like an almost like a blind quick time event. Like you sort of are. Mm. I actually managed to screw up that part at one point, and then they were like, "No, just you got to get really up close to the edge there." And I was like, oh, well, because okay. there's no there's no like prompt, right? For exactly. like, it kind of almost just like throws it. There's there's one of the big mechanics in that game is trust. Like it's basically like, do you do you trust yourself? Do you trust the dog? Like, does the dog trust no. you? No. Yeah. I don't, I don't trust anything with feathers. So with You're actually part, allergic to dogs, aren't you, yeah, Marty? So I don't trust them at all. With that part with the tail, are you pressing something to make it pick you up, or does Trico automatically do that? Uh, Trico swings his tail down. I think you have to press the grab button to grab onto it. Right. Then again, I might have also just... It, it might have been one of those automatic things, but I was pressing it anyway because that was my you instinct. Didn't know. Right. Yeah, which is kind of a cool little thing to do there. Um, it, yeah, makes, I mean, it makes me think, like, let's plays of this game from people who are just, like, totally locked into it are going to be really awesome to watch. Yeah. Because really I have a feeling. Cinematic. 
Yeah, especially if it's not it's not just covered in quick time events and buttons. Like I was I was talking about this, but I was I've been replaying Resident Evil Four, and that has a ton of quick time yeah. stuff. And it takes like half a second, but you'll be in the middle of a cutscene, and like Krauser will go to swing his like weird knife arm yeah. at you, yeah. and it'll like giant L and R buttons will pop up on, on the screen. Like, oh, I wasn't even holding the controller. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, I was watching a movie, and yeah. all of a sudden, like I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm into it again. Um, one of my fears about this game, or maybe not a fear, I think this might turn out to be okay, but I think people aren't really expecting this. But I have a feeling the game's only going to be like five or six hours oh, long. Totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I want that. Yeah, they haven't. I, I I do too. I think that just people will go ten years for five hours because they equate time mm-hmm. to you know content and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that's a good expectation to go yeah. in is to, uh, just don't expect a 25-hour long game. I feel like that would kind of ruin the charm. Like if you're I agree. A yeah. kind of universe that's that mystical for yeah. that long. Yeah. yeah. Grow I mean, that's also another thing is uh, being thrown into this beautiful environment and to be like immediately getting tapped on the shoulder by the dev to be like, hey, I actually, just make sure you want to, you want to go over here and hear the controls. Yeah, it was just I hate that. Like, I was yeah. like, dude, it's really atmospheric. Like, let me get into it. And then I have on top of that kind of confounding difficulty and yeah. you know but it so sounds it's like, like you and Zach both had the same issue so yeah. I wonder if it was when yeah. you started or I mean, if it's something we should be worried about the moral about. of the story is I think you know gauge your expectations um, games you, that have been in the works for longer aren't necessarily better and it's uh, I think it's going to be a fine game I just don't think it's going to be like you know the second coming so of, that's funny because transitioning to the next thing uh, we one of the things we want to talk about are the three games that we're most excited for for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And I just realized two of my three are games that have been in development for a decade. <laughs> with yeah. The Last Guardian and Final Fantasy XV. And right. I'm totally entering both of them, not with low expectations, but with tempered expectations. Um, I'm not, again, expecting the second coming. I'm just so curious about yeah. how these two things have turned out. Just because we've been following their development for since I've been following it since I was in college. Before yeah. college, like that's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so those two, along with uh, Mafia, are the games I'm looking forward yeah. to. Most. Also, Gears, but I put that in parentheses. Yeah, I didn't put Mafia on my list, but I'm incredibly excited for it. Um, I, it's like, I, I don't know, I'm, it's weird to think about playing that and Watch Dogs so close to each other because they are both open, mm-hmm. like crime driven open world games. Yeah. Um, but we, we also haven't had a really good one of those in a long time, yeah. or at least it feels like it. So I'm, I feel like they'll be pretty different, though. I'm expecting Mafia to be really. Gory, brutal, violent, and Watch Dogs is a little more passive and yeah, puzzle, puzzly. Yeah. Also, the time periods alone means that the tech that you're using is so yeah, completely different. Sure, totally yeah. True. Like, yeah, I mean, 70s New Orleans is so different than 2016. Yeah, like you're I basically calling in stuff on payphones in Mafia, yeah. and in Watch Dogs, you probably have like an Apple Watch yeah. or like a Bluetooth yeah. thing in, in your brain. Yeah. But also, yeah, one is like, oh man, we gotta we gotta fight the system and take down these startups, and then Mafia's like, hey, um. Vietnam War just ended, and uh, there's Klansmen coming after you, or whatever. And you're like, all right, this is a little bit different. Technically, you are taking down startups in Mafia, but they're just run by like the riverboat, yeah. real shady people, yeah. Yeah. riverboat, riverboat Italians. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, um, I put uh, Watch Dogs two for me, but in parentheses. I think uh, I never got into first Watch Dogs. I'm kind of glad I skipped it because I think part of me really wanted to like. I keep I keep meaning some some guy checked out both copies from our library. I don't know who that man is. Weird, I don't think he works dude. here. Um, Why? I don't know. It's a mystery. It's not I feel like it's like it's probably like twenty bucks to get that game digitally yeah, at this point. I know, point. but then Even. it's also like it's also a couple months until the next one comes out that looks. Yeah, like Yeah, but it something. gives you context when you yeah, play the no, new I, one. I get that, but it's also like um, you played Far Cry Four without playing three. 
I played I played a little bit of three. Okay. I played like the first three oh, or four really? hours of three. Yeah, and I went back so much four, right? I played tons of four. Mm-hmm. I com- I hundred percented primal. I yeah. pl- I played through blood dragon. Yeah. I went back and played more of three. Gotcha. But yeah, I think there's I mean there's mechanics there where I'd rather play. I mean, jumping into Uncharted. One versus Uncharted Two is a different game, and I think frequently the second game in a series sure. is, is often better. You know? does that. Yeah, yeah. My I published th- review of Watch Dogs. The end line is still. I think Watch Dogs Two will be a very good game. Yeah, I feel like it's not actually worth playing Watch Dogs One. Yeah. With, with Uncharted, it's a little different because it's the same exact characters, sure, and sure. with this, they yeah. very specifically were like, "We need to get away from this Aiden, main character. Aiden is yeah. awful. He's insufferable." Yeah, but so, I think I, I really do think the first Watch Dogs is like. Play play it for like two or three hours before the new one comes out because I think it'll give you a good appreciation. Also, it's just like, I mean, how much time have you spent in Chicago? None, None, right? So me neither. And for me, like the city though. Yeah, me too. But for me, I was like really interested in in like I play so many games that are like New York and L.A. and this one's even taking place in San Francisco. And for someone who's never been to Chicago, it was cool to go to like a modern day version of a city that I had no reference. One thing that game did very well is it made the city feel very dense. Like it actually felt alive, and that's one thing I'll credit it for. But for the most part, I feel like. Yeah, I think playing maybe an hour of Watch Dogs 1 will yeah. make Watch Dogs 2 better, but I think playing the whole thing would just give you fatigue. Yeah. That's, Especially I mean, because a lot of Watch Dogs 1 is just press a button. Like, yeah. That's oh, what you have yeah. the thing by pressing yeah. it. Um, but that said, like, I mean, I haven't spent enough time with Watch Dogs to know whether or not I really like that. Like, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm super fond of... I really like the uh, Far Cry elements in Ubisoft games. Like, you know, climb up a... T- I guess that's sort of also... A- Assassin's Creed thing. Just right. climb up a tower and unlock the area around you or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I liked a little bit of the kind of the Home Alone across, across, uh, approach to Outpost that Watch Dogs 1 had. Where you're, oh, like, God, yeah. I mean, um, if there was a way to... I don't know if there's a way to... I, it's been a while. If you can just jump into those Outpost things, because, yeah. those, dude, you would have so much fun yeah, playing no, I mean, those. I played, I played one on a preview event. Like, I didn't, I didn't play none of the game. I just didn't, you know, kind of get into it in its final form. But I'm like, I, I think I'm excited about Watch Dogs 2, but it could also be one of those things that I play for, like, three hours, and I'm like... This is fine. I don't think I love it, you know? Yeah. But that's really every game. I'm really worried about hating the humor in it. Like, I I, I yeah. don't know yet, but I'm worried that they're just going to, like, shove crappy memes in my memes. face, and then I'm going to hate yeah, it. Yeah, like, emoticons. I, and I really hope they don't do that It's been walking a line right now, which, like, honestly, uh, I felt that way going into Sunset Overdrive, but Sunset Overdrive handled the humor really well. Hmm. Like, yeah. it walked this line. I was like, oh, it's going to be, like, punk for punk's sake, but... It, Walk the tightrope the entire way. Yeah, super well. yeah. Which I'm is hoping, what I want. I'm yeah. hoping it's like the way Guacamelee handled them, where you're like, it's there, it's on a billboard, but otherwise, it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I think, like, from a preview event we went to maybe a couple of months ago, I remember just texting with the other members of DeadSec and yeah. having them say like just things that people don't actually say. Like, right. I don't know. Yeah, that's I'm, kind of, I'm that's very kind of worrisome about it. I hope that it's good. But I have a feeling a lot of that, like most open world games, will fall backseat to you just kind of completing things on the on the map and mm-hmm. ticking off like when i play an open world game like honestly and it's weird because we were texting about this the other day mitch dyer was texting us about how much he hated the first hour of watchdogs and i was like i don't even remember it yeah. like honestly i couldn't tell you how most open world games even begin i can tell you what i'm doing throughout and i can tell you how they end but most open world games for me like i actually don't care about the story as much i don't remember at all. um i want to play in a like a hyper stylized version of a yeah. city i live in and love and do cool stuff with like I don't know while while listening to Run the Jewels yeah, like yeah. that with your funky baby helicopter yeah do yeah. some bike stuff yeah like give me some, give me some toys and like a bomber jacket and a cool hat and some aviators and let me just get up in that city isn't that just, isn't that just your really life cool. yeah yeah <laughs> um, kind of flip side uh, Mafia 3 again game I'm looking forward to in terms of I just I've been kind of really wanting a, a game set in that time period yeah yep. like, I feel like we've kind of 
you know, like we've had, you know, Red Dead and L.A. Noir, but like it's weird how, and I guess there's Black Ops, but like it's as far as games set in America in sixties, yeah. it's kind of a you know untapped resource. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also kind of awesome also, what they're doing for like in terms of tackling. Uh, Racial, racial diversity and, yeah. and racial issues in that game about how characters if they white characters if they see you in certain neighborhoods since you play as a black protagonist or half black yeah. uh, will walk across the street and call the police yeah. wow. like and cops will come after you just for being black in yeah. certain wow. neighborhoods yeah. that's crazy yeah I'm wondering how like just how that's going to be received by the general public and you know because it's mm. it's true like it, it's historic you sure. know yeah. so um, but yeah it's also I'm I'm to to totally go the opposite direction. <laughs> I'm worried about the driving. Uh, it's very like very arcadey looking. Like, yeah. They've got all those kind of like, like I guess they're like targets or whatever. Like it'll just yeah. have like those little like weird things above people's heads, and it just looks it's completely jarring to see uh, like basically like crazy taxi UI over this incredibly realistic '60s era game. Imagine yeah, you can turn that off. A lot yeah. of games you can. Yeah. You can I hope so. Fucks with the. I mean, yeah. the weird thing about something like this is that. Unfortunately, at the very end of the day, it's a video game, yeah. you know, and you could like as much as you want to be like, this is going to tell a great story and this is going to um, you know, reignite conversations about racial diversity in the mm-hmm. late 60s and early 70s. Like there's also going to be like dumb video game stuff. Still has to be fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Alana, you put Titanfall 2. Yeah. I forgot about that one, too. That's also a big one. Yeah, I'm mostly excited about that because everything I've seen of the campaign, like, I really liked Titanfall 1, but I wanted a single-player experience, and everything I've seen of the single-player experience looks awesome. So, uh, obviously, I'll play the multiplayer as well, but really, really, I'm interested in that campaign. Yeah, I'm generally excited for all three of the shooter campaigns. How yeah. weird is that? Uh, yeah. That Battlefield yeah, and Battlefield. Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah. They all just seem different enough. Yeah. I'm, like, Especially super... to each other. Yeah. I'm super excited about Battlefield, uh, which is really weird because I've historically never really cared much about World War One. Like, it just it always struck me as sort of boring, and then I saw the trailer for you're Battlefield more of a, 1. Are you more of a catch-up gas kind of guy? What? You're more of a catch-up gas That's the guy? dumbest thing I've ever heard you say. That's not true. That's the stupidest thing. Absolutely That's really Ketchup gas. What's wrong with you? It's terrible. Ketchup gas. Like mustard gas, but ketchup. Get it? Uh, that joke sucked. Yeah. Mustard yeah. gas killed a lot of people. Yeah, so. it did. It, ketchup, ketchup gas, gas uh, hasn't killed anyone yet. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a thing yet. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. Like, I think the fact that they were like, "Hey, here's a guy with a shovel and a club, and there's yeah, birds and a zeppelin," and, 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 and I was like, "Wait, wait, hold on, what's going on here?" And then I, I don't know. I got this book called Weird War One. I got on Amazon. It's just a bunch of like, we did a little bit on up and in about it, and I was like, yeah. really intrigued. And it's just all these wacky ass inventions that came out of World War One, like. They were like, we made fake trees for men to hide inside of, and they're like, here's a funky ghost mask that's also a gas mask, and like, so weird. They made like, uh, they made dummies, like they made dummies that had with like little fake cigarettes in them, and they'd poke them up above like the trenches, and then they like blow blow cigarette smoke through a, like a tube, so it looked like there was someone poking their head up and just smoking cigarettes. So and if what they got snipers. shot, then everyone knew. That well, yeah, they'd have everybody else, else was like in that trench. Who's like, where's that? Where's that sniper coming from? Like it's just like crazy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is like old timey nonsense. Like yeah, I that, find World War One fascinating. Yeah, that war started and like I think it was like the the British and the Germans were like, yeah, we're gonna work like gray and and khaki because that's stuff that makes sense to wear. And then mm-hmm. the French showed up and they're like, we have our finest red buttons on, yeah. big gold hats. And you're like, what are yep. you doing? You're gonna get shot in the head. <laughs> so I don't know. Battlefield One. Uh, also, I played the beta. I really really love it. Yeah, it's it completely fun. insane. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I'm glad we finally have that nice, uh, that nice kind of statute of limitations being up, where it's all the people who were in uh, World War One are, are long gone, so they won't yeah. be offended no, by uh, game work. Not old Jefferson. Old Jefferson. Yeah, he's still he's here. still around. Yeah, he's still here. Well, uh, he's not happy with this video game. I'm sorry about old Jefferson. Yeah. Well, 
Old Jefferson, real mad about. Old Jefferson laughed at my ketchup cast joke. No, yeah, what? No, he couldn't awful. hear it. He's blind and deaf in both ears and eyes. All right. Yeah. Uh, Wait, what games are you excited about, Brian? I'll tell uh, Watch Dogs 2, The Last Guardian, and a little game. It's coming to 3DS, but I thought I'd throw it in here. Uh, called the River City Tokyo Rumble. I grew up on beat-em-ups like Double Dragon and Final Fight and Streets of Rage. And this River one's City really Ransom? awesome. And River City Ransom, of course, uh, which is really awesome. It's, uh, it's on 3DS. I'm really hoping it comes to other platforms, but it's Natsumi, so they've kind of just like not publicize the fact that they've made a game. I don't know what's with companies like that and Atlas where they're just like, people will find out. It's like, no, scream from the rooftops about every cool thing you're making. It's the only way to get any attention nowadays. Uh, And I also threw Super Mario Run in there, which comes out in December, uh, which you can probably play on one of your devices. I keep seeing videos of Miyamoto like eating, chopping on hamburgers while playing it. Yeah, they're very obsessed with using one hand to eat. They they got to stop doing that. Yeah, we understand. Like, we got to stop doing that. Yeah, it's very strange. Only need one hand. You only yeah. one hand. What's he doing? No. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, mine was Titanfall what? 2, Lost Guardian, Mach 3, and a shout-out to Pokemon and Gears 4. Yeah. You know what's kind of cool is uh, the lead singer of Garbage could have also been playing. One hand? Mario yeah. Could have. She could I'm have. playing a different game. Also, all the PSVR mm-hmm. stuff, which is going to be really cool. I'm yeah. getting one of those. It's, oh, yeah. so, it's so crazy to think that thing. I, I'm going to have that thing right. in like three weeks. Yeah. yeah. With all the demos and Star Wars Battlefront and Batman. Yeah, we're, we're and, ours in the office pretty soon. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm excited for yeah Batman and Res and Super Hypercube and Flipper. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. I already I'm, saw a weird uh, accessory. Somebody tweeted at me because we were talking about it on the show last week about where to store all this stuff. And it's this like stand that you put the PSVR on and the two move controllers and a PS4 controller. It's just this like just big disaster pile of Sony stuff that all charges, but it looks like like a, a mannequin head, like holding his fists out. Yeah. It's very yeah. weird. I'm gonna huh. I'm gonna enlist the help of like a small man. Just hold them. When yeah. Using them. Well, sometimes I have the Oculus on my desk, and Get I just put him on the. I have a bust of a locust head. Yeah. And I just sit the Oculus on that man. That's a really good I idea. I like him though. His neck looks weird. Yeah. He's he's very unattractive. He's an abomination. Yeah, um, but yeah, all that said, I, like this fall is awesome for games. Mm-hmm. This year is, this is a, great. This is a yeah. really good year for games, and I'm really happy. It feels like it feels like 2011 all over again. You know. Yeah. This, so, this year's also like it was front loaded with all these amazing indies, like The Witness and Firewatch and Oxenfree, and then all of a sudden, like the back half is going to be all these giant AAA games. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's like some, I mean, South Park just got delayed. Last yeah. Guardian got delayed by a month to December. Yeah. Uh, every time I hear about a delay, I'm I'm actually sigh of relief. It, yeah, I'm, it's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Like I feel bad for people, and we get a lot of people in the Beyond Facebook group, uh, Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/podcast/beyond where people are like I took time off specifically sure. for No Man's Sky oh. and then it gets delayed by a month and they're like I have a week to play Arkham Knight again I'm like oh dude I'm yeah. so oh, sorry <laughs> you know stuff like that happens yeah. so I don't know I know you have to give your boss a heads up but that's a the video game industry is very fickle with stuff yeah. like that so yeah. also if you fight your boss and win in the fight you're able to take vacation whatever you want. legally that, that holds yeah. up absolutely nowhere so oh, but so you can do it for fun is, uh, uh, <laughs> slash uh, the boss's tires yeah. and then get diarrhea and that's Ooh. your alibi right in the, in the oh. tire? I was no, too don't, busy not, doing in the, not in the... I couldn't have done it. I was doing turds. Yeah, <laughs> They're like, they'll never I thought catch you were going to fill the slit with turds. No, that's, that's exactly that's where my awful. brain went. Not, yeah. Why would you think that? That's a terrible idea. Because we, we made an opening and then we had turds. All right. Um, Is that what you do every time you find an opening? You just take a dump in it? Yeah. Every time? Yeah. All right. That's why he's not allowed at Bed and Bath and Beyond. <laughs> beyond! Um, <laughs> that uh, so, got so many openings. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, On field day. So, uh, other stuff that's coming out this this fall, I totally forgot about is the the. What do you? Don't make that face at the camera. Don't just don't do that. I'm no, letting them know. Halpert. I'm no, I'm letting them know I'm with them. All right. Uh, <laughs> we also we got Skylanders, which has crazy customization, and of course Lego Dimensions, which is jam packed with a bunch of 
completely absurd brands and IPs. Uh, Brian and I actually just um, had uh, Arthur from TT Games in the studio to do a let's play of that. We're going to put yep. that up on the Beyond YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash IGN Beyond. Yeah. Uh, we got to play basically the first part of Mission Impossible. Like of the to, movie, yeah. yeah of the first the, Mission Impossible movies. And this is the first time they've ever shown this off. Yeah. Uh, it's also the first time that uh, Tom Cruise has been in a video game. So it's weird how often I confuse the... Wait, is his voice? Do they, like, yeah. His yeah. Voice? He, voices, he voices a plastic man of himself. So I was talking about this, but they made a Mission Impossible N64 game and Tom Cruise didn't lend his likeness to it. So they had to put this like fake guy in there named like Barry Hunt or something. Harvey yeah. Harvey. Yeah, Harvey Dart. Seems <laughs> uh, like something he would do. Yeah, and it was just like a completely different dude that sort of looked like him, and he wouldn't give them likeness. And I guess he's like cool now, and like divorced, and Scientology, and he's like, sure, <laughs> put me in any game. Right, those yeah. are cool things. Yeah. Uh, it's also just kind of weird because, like, I mean, <laughs> two coolest things: divorce and Scientology. Mission Impossible is one of that, one of those series that, like, if that's on, I'll watch it. But I don't have any like particular attachment to it. Mm. Like, there's that part with the doves and the Limp Biscuit in Mission Impossible Two. But oh, the yeah, that, that was I don't know. Like, John Woo. Two, two yeah. is far and away the, the worst Ghost one. Ghost Protocol is really good. Yeah. I really like Ghost Protocol. Yeah, I have that one. It's good. It's like is an incredible movie. One? I think yeah. so. Or Rogue Nation. Or, um, Rogue Nation is the yeah. newest one. Okay. Ghost yeah, Protocol is the fourth. There's a bunch of them in the series, Third, and it's still fourth, Tom Cruise, fourth. and they keep doing them, but I feel like there's not really a hardcore fan base. I could be wrong, but it, I feel like it just... Yeah. It's like people go see it and they're like, that was fun. All right, well, time to go do other stuff. I mean, that's the crazy thing about this uh, this new season or whatever it is or wave of uh, Lego Dimensions thing. It's just like, oh, we're going to have this and uh, the AG yeah. and the Goonies and Sonic and Adventure Time. And I'm like, what? Where did yeah. these come from? I mean, from? some of these they're really... they to get adults like, to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Sonic will do fine. People, yeah. I think the Sonic fan base is going to pick up anything with Sonic on it. Um, yeah. I won't say anything more about that. I don't want to. I'm, I'm fine with Sonic. I don't have problems with Sonic. I know some Sonic fans have issues with some of the people in this room. I mean, I, I would that. say that... Marty. Is it you? I like Sonic. You said that thing about yeah. Big the Cat. I would say that if most of the adults in this room around our age... I mean, that's, you're, you're younger, but I mean, if you lived in the middle of America, you'd have three kids by now. But most of us, most of us are like 30 <laughs> or 30 plus. Like, we should have sons or daughters by now if we weren't so self-engaged yeah. in our own nonsense. We also live in a, nonsense. Very, we live in a, a temperate Where ecosystem. Uh, We're the kind of people that go, oh, I want to play a Goonies video game with my kid, and he's got Lego Dimensions. Like, this, this, new, oh, line of, this yeah. new line of stuff is squared aim, or aimed squarely at, at people like us. Yeah. Who are like, we're, you know, kind of, you know, people our age who are like kind of Laps gamers kind of into it. Our One kids are playing with Legos. Podcast, like, why don't you have kids? Yeah, also, super smart because it is <laughs> like it. it's these games. I think kind of do flourish on the basis that like, oh, you can like parents can play with their kids, you know, and it's yeah. fun for everybody. They'll have some jokes in there that are like for you know adults, not really adult humor, but just like stuff that yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's super uh, smart. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, you know, and they're not too hard for kids, and they're not too frustrating for adults. So it's like wow. everyone kind of has a you know good time. I know you guys had trouble with that. I get one, that really, one really frustrated playing yeah. those games. Oh my god, trying to get out of that party. Yeah. 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 Um, wall? Also, yeah, anyway, if game? you uh, the Avengers. Avengers, if you, oh, you yeah. I read on Twitter if you pre-order this at Babbage's, they give you an entire child. Yeah, Babbage's. Oh, nice. yeah, that so you store that closed twenty-five years yeah. ago. Uh, but yeah, like, like um, Babbage's. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's cool because it's like this is how you get kids to be like, yeah, I'll watch ET because it's like, oh yeah, like. Uh, Let's play this this thing yeah. about from my childhood. It's like it's kind of really cool because it is it is sharing as a, as opposed to just being like oh they're remaking E. T. or oh they're remaking. I mean they did remake Ghostbusters basically. But well, it's um, smart because you can kind of be like well these are the these are the toys you like and here's the stuff I like and there's no way for us to bring those things together because like I remember like when I was a kid I had like Legos and my dad was like you know what we had is Lincoln Logs and he's like I'm gonna get you a set of Lincoln Logs and he got them for me and I'm like. 
These suck. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's wooden sticks that you make Abe Lincoln's house, I think, and then that's it. That actually <laughs> yeah. sounds pretty cool. It's, it's, it's fine. Maybe but, like, the Legos, like, interact, like, infinitely, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And Lincoln Logs are just, like, they have divots on the each end. But nowadays, like, if I had a kid, I'd be like, hey, do you know what the gremlins are? And he'd be like, no, because I'm not 80. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, they're really cool. How about they fight? How about Batman and the gremlin team up to go take over the mansion from yeah. Mission Impossible? Like, it's really cool. It's great. It's yeah. great. I always, like, really think of how this. much influence you can have over kids. Like, yeah. I bought a present for a two-year-old on Friday. Don't know the two-year-old. was like, you know what? I'm going to buy this little girl some Lego. Yeah. It was like, if there's, like, if I look in this store and there's, like, Barbie dolls and, like, costumes, the thing that I want this kid to have or to grow up with is totally Lego. I'm like, yeah. buy her this, and then the next year she gets, like, a cooler one and she just keeps building Lego. Are they, like, like, big Lego? Lego. Um, Did she swallow them? Because otherwise you bought... They are bigger Lego. Duplo? Yeah, Duplo. Yeah. Duplos are specifically so a kid doesn't have to get his stomach pumped full of yeah, Legos. it's one to five-year-olds, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a cute little farm. Yeah, it's no, like, it's great. influence people to like stuff that you like. It's Stop the arms. Influencing children. Yeah. Well, because I, I think that, like, there's the... Influencer <laughs> the, of two-year-olds, the, fl- the hot demographic. Ah, yeah. Like, your, share, and subscribe. Your clout score for two-year-olds. Uh, the the flip side of things can happen too, where like you rebel against what your parents try to push on you, which is a That's you know true. where they're like, I really like this movie. And for some reason, that didn't really happen with me. Like, I grew up like watching Mel Brooks movies, thanks to my dad. Uh, but I could I could totally see the opposite thing happening and being like, Oh, son, this is a gremlin, and you're like, I hate you, dad. I think if you're young enough. You yeah, think it's cool. So is it all yeah. about yeah. reverse psychology? Like I'm gonna like make my kids play sports so that they hate sports? I don't know. It's it's really interesting to me. You know, like it's 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 really weird because you don't see a lot of stuff uh, for us in our 30s that people in their 60s love that we're like that's great. But this this whole set is specifically for 80s babies that grew I just, up. Yeah, I love it because it's also. This is super like kid friendly versions of stuff that isn't really that kid friendly. No, not at all. Like or Goonies and Ghostbusters are kind of. Yeah. Mission, Mission Impossible is about like double crossing murderers. Yeah. And, yeah, and he like he blows up a restaurant with gum. And then yeah, he, like yeah. in the second one, they cuts off that man's finger with a cigar cutter. Well, that there's a passion. Of the, yeah, there's a passion of the Christ. Lego yeah, they're doing that too. It's really nuts. Uh, I mean, they, yeah, <laughs> there are like words that are said and. Uh, <laughs> It's just like a guy with a little whip thing. He's just... <laughs> I guess we hit a nerve there. Um, but yeah, so anyway, go check out that. Uh, that... I can't imagine what that would look like. They actually make. A I can movie. imagine exactly what it would look like. A whole Lego Bible, the brick Bible. Yeah, it's like a bunch of the, the scariest Old uh, Testament parts, but it's all with little little bricks, little, little snakes. Yeah. And... Is that a real thing? Yeah, it's a real thing. Um, you guys lied to me so much. No, it's actually a real thing. You can go yeah, ask Jared about it. He'll tell you. Um, <laughs> I would trust Jared. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy Lego Dimensions is still going. I just, yeah, so this, this means I get Goonie Legos and yeah. Sonic. The, I don't want, I, I guess I'll probably get the Sonic one. It's pretty funny. But, like, I don't know. I hope they do, like, hope they do Breakfast Club or something. That'd be great. You know what's weird about the Sonic one? When you take off his hat, there's a, a weird sick boy. It's just a child skull. <laughs> no one knows that about Sonic. It's actually really a man in that suit. <laughs> Just a sick, wet man Doesn't dressed like as a hedgehog. blue dragon. <laughs> All right. Uh, we talked a little bit last week about dun, dun, how... Dun, dun, <laughs> we talked a little bit last week about how we don't want to hear anything else about uh, Death Stranding, the upcoming Kojima game, because uh, there's nothing to hear yet. It's too far off. And uh, in uh, response to this, uh, Hideo Kojima decided to tell us a bunch more about his upcoming game, yep. Death Stranding. All righty. Uh, yeah, so apparently it's going to be out before 2019. <laughs> yep. We, he, 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 Wait, every talking. time that we talk about this, can we just be like, Kojima Watch? Yes. And then have like a little intro play? Yeah. 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 I like that. Um, that's good. 
Yeah, but yeah, he uh, he announced uh, a, a release window by making an Akira reference, which was the most like, yes, uh, there is a movie that is called Akira, and it is set in a year, and the Death Stranding will be out before that movie is set. That is like, the most Kojima ever. What? Yeah. <laughs> which means it'll be out before 2019, I guess. So great. It's kind of sooner than I expected. Yeah. I was expecting 2021 uh, so It's probably a lie. It probably won't. Yeah. yeah, no, it won't. Also true. Also, he said it might star a heroine. Yeah. You might be able to play as a Didn't girl it Reedus. a co-op. And the drug? A... Yeah. <laughs> you could play as Norman Reedus or Smack. Like a bag and needle with legs. <laughs> Did you guys see that time that he tweeted about spaghetti? Yeah. Uh, he's done it a lot, actually. Wow, the most beautiful spaghetti and it's just like fine looking it's spaghetti. Totally like normal it, looking it spaghetti. doesn't look great I like that he tweeted out like a like a Lego set of a VW bug with a surfboard on it and he just said good morning mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so Aww, great. that's adorable yeah. best person to follow um, on Twitter he also uh, we also got a look at uh, Metal Gear Survive in action did yeah. you watch that demo for TGS yeah. Yes. 15 minutes of gameplay of yeah. that. Uh, one thing we forgot to say about uh, Death Stranding is that it is uh, open world with oh, yeah. uh, possible co-op, co-op elements. Yeah. So huh. that's, I mean, that's, we're basically, and it's an action game. So we got genre, we got style of play. Yeah. And, and it might have a woman. And it might have a woman. Yeah. yeah. Or so maybe also drugs. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Sounds, I mean, familiar to what he was probably experimenting with with yeah. the you know, Phantom Pain. Speaking yeah. of familiar. Yeah. What? Ready? Let's talk about how this new Metal Gear oh, game yeah, completely sorry. lifts assets from a game that we all put 100 hours into. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it pretty much looks Ready like... Ready to go uh, back to Afghanistan again? Metal Gear Solid Undead, Undead Nightmare. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I and haven't you, seen this. It's, that's actually the best way of putting it. That yeah. makes me but care Undead about Nightmare is awesome. That's the okay. difference. Uh, yeah, right. I mean... It was also... Meh, it was made by the same team. Yeah. So, so it basically, look good? four-player co-op, uh, you're all kind of different class-based soldiers or whatever, and the idea is that Mother Base, at the end of Ground Zeroes, gets sucked into another dimension as opposed to just blown up like it is in the yeah. game. Uh, <laughs> Snake and Ocelot and Miller and Otacon and all those other jerks all fly away in their helicopter or whatever, and uh, you know we played a cool game about them that we care about, but this is about four people we've never heard of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of them has a stick, another one has a bow and arrow, one of them has a shotgun, uh, and then they go to Elseworlds Afghanistan where there are crystal-headed zombies wandering around. Yeah. And they have to so open up... So it's Left 4 Dead. Rifts or something? Ka- yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Left it's, 4 Dead or Call of Duty Zombies. Yes, it's a online or local multiplayer uh, zombie game. I mean, they but said it's, it is the phantom pain team so yeah whoever stayed after kojima left it is so the interesting What's thing the about it so different? Okay. yeah the, in, the interesting thing about it is that the and i don't know what i expected from this i was actually again i was one of the people that when we first heard about this i was like it'll be fine and now the more i see about it i'm like oh this is like hovering closer and closer to being just a massive cash grab um for the uninitiated people who don't really understand the whole drama between kojima and konami and they're just like i love metal gear a new metal gear cool metal gear uh the like walk cycles the standing sitting shooting animations all of those the reticle on the hud uh the maps the like people have gone through on youtube and done breakdowns of how many assets were lifted Mm -hmm. directly from phantom pain and like I guess we should have expected this, yeah, but I also I, expected a little bit more. I mean, this almost just seems like this yes, should have been a mode. Yeah. 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 Game, like the way yeah. that zombies mode is in Black Ops is a yeah. mode. Well, that's the thing. And this is going to be a standalone packaged product with its own SKU. And it's going to probably be thirty nine ninety nine or more. Like if who knows. Yeah. If it's cheap, then I feel like I would kind of be OK with it. And that's OK. That's OK. But if it's also it's like if it's like you own Phantom Pain and for twenty dollars you get this map pack new yeah. mode thing. Because if I already have if I already downloaded all of those maps and all those animations and all those all that stuff. Um 
and it's an extra mode, that's one thing. But I have a feeling it's going to be a completely standalone product with its own SKU, and it'll it'll yeah. cost. Yeah, I mean, yeah. assets get reused left and right. That's that's a thing. Well, Fall Cry also... Primal gotten a lot of they, Ubisoft gotten a lot of it for that. Yeah, for for making that Far Cry game that basically like lifted the entire map yeah. from from four. And I remember people at first being like, actually, no, it's totally cool because. This is the same map, but thousands of years before. And I'm like, that's really smart. And then it wasn't. Yeah. It was just like, oh, a river was supposed to be here, but a mountain's here instead. Um, It it was just kind of like reusing. Yeah. I think reusing the assets for this, though, because it's a different genre, effectively, Mm -hmm. could almost be like, well, I'm playing through this. Oh, I recognize that area. That's cool. Like, maybe it would make you like it more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Right. Like at least it's, yeah, at least it has something for me to hold on to. If, whereas if it's just, and I love Left 4 Dead, and I like that style of game, so it's like if that just kind of maybe adds to it feeling like Metal yeah. Gear. And I have, I totally have attachments to environments yeah. in that game. Like I have memories that are ingrained in the way certain places look, and like I can see that kind of making it better. But I still yeah. think it is cheap. Yeah, it and is. I don't it think is cheap. They did it with that in mind. It well, is cheap. I mean, to play Devils, yeah. They also pumped so much money into this engine. Yeah, you know, That's like true. they they did not give this. This, I mean, it was called the Fox Engine. Obviously, Kojima was in charge of making it, uh, but you know, they're not like they didn't give money to him to be like, hey, Kojima, make a Metal Gear engine. They were like, this was going to be what they were using. I mean, it's what they use for Pro Evolution Soccer. Mm-hmm. Like they made this engine, right, which is got all these but assets. That game doesn't take place like in in that same yeah. field in I Afghanistan. Mean, <laughs> the fact that they're calling it Metal Gear Survive, I think, is is probably the most yeah. frustrating thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's just tough it was, to buy two games a year apart that have slightly different titles but have reused so yeah. many of the same assets. I also find it yeah. funny because uh, they asked Kojima about it at TGS, and he said uh, Metal Gear is about geopolitical warfare and philosophy not mm-hmm. zombies and i'm like yeah. all right you know also yeah, it's calm, about va- calm down. vampires yeah. and clones and robots. women who breathe out of their skin numerous robots yeah. that have missile launchers in their crotches yeah. mm-hmm. numerous there's a fat man on there's a guy with bees all over him. Yeah. yeah he had so many bees there's an old man with a parrot yeah if you just set the, the clock back he just passes away in his wheelchair the other frustrating thing is that metal gear solid 5 didn't really have an ending like I'm not going to spoil anything, but it it's, yeah. was sort of just like, well, it's done now. So you would think that something like this would pick up from it. Yeah. Also, I mean, to be hand. to be devil's advocate, advocate to my own point here, I played through all of Far Cry Four and I played through Primal, and there was almost no time where I was like, hey, it's the same hill with four trees on it. Like I mostly yeah, it was don't care. Mechanically different. Yeah, yeah and I'm, I just didn't. I'm not I just about that. a lot of people don't notice that kind of stuff. Too. Yeah, my my biggest complaint is just why did you call it Metal Gear? Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, like, oh, man, it's just, they've, they've got all these assets to make a Metal Gear game set in the 80s in Africa or the desert or wherever. Uh, why, not, why not do a ham-fisted remake of the first Metal Gear? Like, you've got a skeleton there. You've got yeah. a structure. You know, like, it could be one of those weird things. Where, I mean, they've, they're demonstrating that this whole tool set allows them to do, like, kind of rapid, put all, like, the whole, the whole game has you building fences and, like, putting down walls and stuff, which is, like, if you can do that in-game, then clearly you've got like a pretty cool toolkit to like design levels. So maybe mm. don't just lift Afghanistan again, and you know maybe design like a new area that's Zanzibar land. You know, I like the idea of them using that engine for a remake. I don't know how feasible that is, but I know that Capcom specifically, who I would kind of put in Konami territory in the last few years, uh, outright said that HD remakes are their bread and butter these days. Yeah. I mean, they just put out the Dead Rising trilogy yeah. a few days ago. They've done both of the original Resident Evil remakes and Zeros. They're working on Resident Evil 2 right now, which I'm sure is like a whole rat's nest. But I know that with Twin Snakes specifically, was which was one of the last times we saw like a full-formed Metal Gear remake, 
um, that game had a lot of problems, uh, yeah. specifically because every boss fight broke from the fact that you now had the liberty of going in the first person mm-hmm. and, and finishing them in half a second. Yeah. So I think there's a lot more involved in that. That being said, like that's a great idea for a good use of that engine, and I'd love to see them do something with it outside of just make this sort of like weird stepbrother of the game they made last year. Yeah, yeah. I just I I don't know. I don't I don't care about this game. I'm curious about it, kind of, but it's like. You, you also know. don't get a dog or a horse, I think. No, That's you get a bunch of bunch yeah. of weirdos hanging out with their dumb sticks and bows and arrows. Yeah. That's right. I'm wondering where like humor is going to come into play in this because I think a lot of that oh, warped perspective. Does. I do too because a lot of it specifically came from Kojima's warped mind, and like you take that away and just leave the B team there. Like I don't know if they'll just put stuff in randomly and be like, "See, random." That's Kojima humor, Kojima. and like, well, not really. Yeah. yeah. So I don't um, know. Open mind about this, but not really. You know what would yeah. be cool? Left for Dead Three. Yeah. It'd be cool if Valve cool. made a game that wasn't Dota. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why true. would they? They absolutely Dota, don't need to. They probably look at their bank account. and They're like, why do we have to ever make another thing again? The best, the best way you can explain Valve is that they are, if Pixar invented Netflix, why would you keep making movies if you had the thing that was just channeling? But that, yeah. that kind of falls apart once you realize that you know Netflix makes their own stuff. So yeah, I was there. I was there with you That's, for a little bit. Yeah. That, well, yeah, but they have such a monopoly that it's kind of. You know, everyone on PC pretty much uses yeah. Steam. Like, they yeah. don't really need to make Left 4 Dead. No, they don't. You know, but you could do it. You could do it anyways. Yeah, that would be nice. All right. So speaking of games, you can get using the internet in in a machine such as a PlayStation. Uh, here's some games that are coming out this week: uh, Destiny, Rise of Iron. I'm sure we're all hot, hotly anticipating. There's an entire Destiny. podcast called. Fire Team Chat go with listen people to, who know yep. more about go, Destiny than we do. You know what? I think that. I'm going to jump into it. I think I'm going to play it. Really? I got, yep. I haven't played since yep. launch. I got a code uh, for all this. I did, I did too. I was thinking about it. I think I'm going to play it. Oh. Should we do this? Yeah, we're doing it. Are, right. we, are we all I'm on a, PS4? I'm going to be a Guardian. I'm going right. Guardian. I'm down. Because right. here's the thing with Destiny. I got like an hour into that game and I was just like, uh, not yet. And then I was like, I'll come back one day when this more fully formed and now it is dude I hated yeah. it and played like 30 hours somehow it was like the gameplay is just so good even though the whole game is boring that it's like yeah this is really easy to just sit and play yeah it had the casino effect on me where I was like oh man I've only I haven't spent that much time with this and I looked at it I was like I spent like 8 or 10 hours and I was right. like I feel like I've been playing for 3 hours yeah mm-hmm. and, and it was just yeah. also probably because everything looks the same yeah, and pretty much. all the missions are exactly the same but Supposedly, like, and it does have really good gameplay. The melee mechanics are, like, some of my favorite in any first-person shooter. Yeah. It's really, really good. So with that foundation, if they've added all this new content, which Rise Vian is supposed to have, then maybe we have a good game here. And I feel right. like it's my I've, duty to check I've also out. been really frustrated at home when I turn on my PS4 because I'm like, I don't know what to be playing right now. Like, yeah. we're in that weird calm before the storm. And I've played through I played through a bunch of classic games. Like, I know the Bioshock collection is yeah, out and Dead stuff Rising, like that. Yeah. And Dead Rising. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, do I wanna, yeah. I Dead like, Rising's probably I'm yeah. replaying GTA Five right now. Yeah. yeah, I was doing that. Yeah, yeah it was weird. The same weekend we were both playing it. I just, like, for whatever reason, really wanted to play GTA. Like, it's a good game. Around that world. Yeah. It's a good game. Uh, anyway, Dear Esther, Proto Gone Home. Yeah, Dear Esther was one of the first quote-unquote walking simulators uh, finally making its way to consoles as like, sort of the special edition. Um, <laughs> as you're wandering around a creepy island and piecing together the story through environmental cues. Very cool. Big fan. It's another really short one as well. So Yeah, it's like an hour or two. Cool. Yeah. It's like a book, but instead of just turning the page, you have to walk around to find In this game, I could give you a paper cut like all those mean softbacks. Yeah, true. and if you get it wet, it doesn't work at all. It doesn't uh, just get messed up. Ooh. Yeah, don't, don't get, get don't wet. get your PlayStation wet. Yeah, don't feel uh, left them in there. Then there's uh, the bunker. I watched a trailer for this. It looks kind of insane. Yeah, I it got is a code a, for this. It's a live action. Uh, what, do you, what do you call it? FMV. It's an which FMV is a, which horror is a totally, game. A totally disingenuous. Yeah. 
Okay, Full motion video. The next line that you have is somewhere between Until Dawn, 10 Cloverfield Lane, and Metro 2043. So, sold. Yeah, that, all that what? sounds good. Yeah. So, it's yeah, it's uh, basically you're in this kind of Fallout-esque bunker. Uh, the nuclear war happens. You've grown up in this bunker. And then there's... Uh, I watched a little bit of the game, gameplay trailer, and it's all... It's all live action, but as opposed to, like, older FMV stuff where there'd be, like, kind of a crappy HUD down below and you would just, like, I don't know, pick options or whatever. This is actually kind of integrated, so Mm. it is the kind of thing I feel like you could probably and less effectively make this kind of game just using YouTube annotations. Huh. Because it's branching path, I like play you games like that on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Well, yeah. you you know you basically click on. I mean, there's a shot where he's this guy's opening a medicine cabinet, and you just you know move your cursor up and you click it, and then it's him opening it. I'm really yeah. curious to see how it works. Man. And yeah. um, based on that premise, I totally want to play. Yeah, this. I mean, I feel like we're at a point where FMV stuff could totally make a proper comeback yep. because making digital VR definitely is, helps with that too. Yeah, it's also so much cheaper to produce video than it was when that was first introduced. Yeah, or digitizing it even. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw Blair Witch over the weekend, and I was thinking like with. Like, just a little bit of agency, you could turn this into a game. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah, maybe. Um, Then, of course, there's Jazz Punk, Director's Cut. Um, This is made by a couple good friends of mine, so I'm a a nasty, uh, what do you call it, colluder, collusion man. Uh, Basically, if if Going Home is your kind of tragic indie movie about, you know, emotions and family and dysfunction and all that, this is a Leslie Nielsen movie about... Uh, cyberpunk reinterpretations of the Cold War. So yep. it's a little bit Mad Magazine, a little bit Ren and Stimpy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I feel sort of weird plugging this on the show because my friend made it, but I became friends with him because I like the idea of the game so much. So I like the game, and I don't know. Yeah, him. So yeah that go. works. Um, it adds multiplayer, which is like a local co-op the split screen thing. Did, did we play this? Did we play this at PSX last year? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that was yeah, cool. The game uh, came out for PC. It's finally come to consoles. But yeah. It's like yep. the extra edition. Or uh, yeah. It's uh, it's got this multiplayer mode called Wedding Wedding Cake, but it's cake with a Q, like Quake. But basically, you're uh, you're running around and uh, and it's looks like Goldeneye, but with weird little you yeah. know, spy versus. It also spy handles. Mode. It's a game about slapstick humor, which yeah. games don't do, which is yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then there's Machinarium, which I, this is one of those games I swear to God comes out on every platform. Yeah. yeah. It's a point click. It's like Limbo. Uh, yeah. yeah. Really pretty. So uh, then there's Telltale Batman Episode 2, uh, Children of Arkham. John Ryan reviewed it for IGN, gave it an 8 out of 10. He said it's 30 minutes shorter than the first episode, but way more character development. And they introduced some new enemies called the Children of Arkham, which are probably gross little gross little kids, smelly those, boys. Those are the Babbage's boys. The Babbage's boys, yes. Mm. Those free babies you get if you pre-ordered the full yeah. version of this. Uh, yeah, but anyway, it's it's it's, it's a story game. You I'm guys, excited. I'm excited. You gonna play it? Yeah, uh, I thought the first one ended on a really strong note. Yeah, and so I'm excited to see where it goes from there. Like we all had similar problems with the first one of of the ham fisted. My parents died over and Exposition. over. Exposition. So right. I, I was meant to review this, couldn't because I was out of the city and didn't have access to a PC. You're not, you're not allowed to uh, review games with children in the title. It's I true. thought you were saying, like, I was born to review this. Yeah, it's actually... <laughs> I it's, reviewed the first one. I was meant to review this one. It's too um, close to home because the, uh, the, the children of Arkham fall squarely in your, uh, you know, ages two to five demographic. It's true. Oh, yeah. Duplo yeah. crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just kind of... It's yeah. bias. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually waiting for a couple of episodes to be out to start marathoning through them. Um, that's usually how I play Telltale games. I don't These like playing... pretty quick. Yeah. The first one came out like a month ago, right? Yeah. I think they might have yeah. finally gotten the hang yeah. of that. Yeah, I gotta say, all things considered, they, they've been nailing their release dates a lot better with this. Like, it's actually... The plan is to have it all done by the end of the year. Yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah. Soon. I'm expecting one a month. Yeah, I appreciate the frequency in, in which these are actually being executed, because yeah. I played Walking Dead ones where it's just like... Four months later, I'm like, I don't even remember what I mm-hmm. what my choices were or what yeah. I did. Yeah. So that's cool. You know what? I'd love to say that that's uh, 
totally a thing that's native to video games, but comics do the same thing all the time. I think right. actually Walking oh, yeah, Dead, the true. comics, where like Robert Kirkman's like, hey man, I'm going on a Coke cruise with my cool, my Dude, yacht full of books. AMC yeah. money. Books mm-hmm. have been doing that since books existed. It's like, What do you guys think of the new Game of Thrones book? <laughs> hey! What? Yeah, exactly. In uh, 2037. Another, another game that came out this week in Japan was Persona 5, oh, which yes. Andrew is very excited for. He uh, imported many copies. We have an unboxing of the collector's he's edition up. actually so excited that he hyperventilated and passed out, and that's not yeah, why he's... Yeah, he, he had a little wheezy bird attack outside. Yeah. Um, but him and I are going to do a ton of uh, Let's Plays of the game in Japanese, mm-hmm. and no, neither of us speak that That's going to be really, language. really weird. It's always going to be going up uh, pretty soon on our YouTube channel, youtube.com. He was playing it at my desk yesterday, and I was sitting there with the Google Translate app holding up to the phone, and it was just like, how do you bread the store? <laughs> Uh, so that's not a good How way to play it. You don't. You wait for a, a translation patch. <laughs> you, you wait for Valentine's Day when you can speak. But it's, it's really crazy. I, we were saying that this hasn't... I don't remember since, like, the 90s. And I don't play a ton of import games. Like, I import maybe, like, a game every three or four years, usually, if it's if it's okay to do that. And I'm playing on a system that allows me to do that. Uh, and since PS4 games are region-free, he was able to stick that disc right in there and start mm-hmm. playing it. But... It's not out in America until February, yeah. which is a very, very, very long. It's that's that's a hundred years in the video game industry. So it's been it's been like I remember being a kid playing like Final Fantasy and being like, oh wait, when which Final Fantasy is this? Yeah. Oh, it's Three, it's six, four, yeah. but in Japan two. it's one. Yeah, yeah. Like what? Yeah. Uh, and we, having to wait that long for for something to be yeah. localized. It be, considering it came out, that means that that. Is just just localized. It's that's just localization. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's the thing is like that's why Final Fantasy's worldwide release is such a big deal. Yeah, yeah. because that's sort of unprecedented with RPGs. Yeah. It's also if you're playing something like you know like Yoshi's Woolly World, they can get that here in like a day and a half because <laughs> it's just like. Yeah. But for a game like for an RPG like that, that's his noise. <laughs> uh, for, there's like thousands of lines of dialogue in that game, so it's yeah. going to take him a long time. They should yeah. just make all it the so they all they all make weird little dinosaur noises. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of, yeah. That's why Banjo Kazooie was able to get oh. localized everywhere. Oh, um, yeah. Look. <laughs> It'd be weird if there was a different person <laughs> in every language that made those noises. Yeah. Oh, uh, so speaking of localized games and stuff, uh, I realized that I, I really want to play Yakuza 0, uh, which I don't know where that... I think that... I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Is that coming here? That's coming here. It's coming out... Uh, I actually wrote it in the notes here. It says that comes out on Christmas 2, trademark, a.k.a. January 24th, copyright Brian Altano's That's right. What? Uh, uh, yeah, no, Brian. I, I made a joke about Christmas too, and Brian I was like, "That's my joke." So I just wanted to give you full credit there. Christmas too. We made that. You were looking around the room like, "I think it's going to be cri- Christmas too," and I was like, "Yeah." And it took you a while to get there. <laughs> anyway, uh, Yakuza. I, it's a long-running series that obviously does well in Japan. Uh, I, all I know about this game is like the weird like snippets I see of it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yakuza Six, which is coming out, God knows when, uh, apparently has a cam girl mini game. Where you are supposed to be typing in a chat room, but you're just doing button combos with a controller, and like a girl will like take her shirt off, and somehow that's, that's weird. I can't believe that's rolled. coming here. Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't know if that one's coming here yet, but Yakuza Zero is like the first one, which apparently is right. just like super goofy, like '80s, like '80s GTA, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with you know, wait, are you the cam girl? Or are you watching a cam? Girl? You're watching the cam watching? girl. Who you watches probably, the dude who watches the cam girl? The kind of person that would buy this game. <laughs> Pervots. Uh, I don't know, like. I'm just like, do you guys know anything about the Yakuza series? Yeah, not I, really. I like the first I'm one totally down with them. I've never played any of them, but uh, I watched a, a live stream uh-huh. of Yakuza. Do they look fun? Yeah, like, totally. The first okay. one's super fun. Okay, like the original one for PS2. Okay, had this really awesome open world and yeah, the like, awesome so combat system. It was like Shenmue, look. but 
the broken things weren't broke. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I've seen like bits where you just like kick a door open and a guy like flies out of the way, or like yep. parts where you throw a baby or something. And I don't know, like. Yeah, it mm-hmm. looks like like high action and fun. And I think it was like a friend of mine who never played it before that I was watching, and it's just like it's ridiculous. And yeah. Also- I really just want a new Sleeping Dogs game. Yeah. Can somebody make oh, that? Oh man. And yeah. not that Triad Wars nonsense or yeah. whatever. The yeah. so bad. Yeah, sleepy pups. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last time we had uh, one of the guys. I think it was. What was it? One of the guys. Uh, what's that called? Uh, I forget that studio's name. Anyway, high voltage. High vo- not high voltage, but the guys who did Nintendo. Dogs, uh, not Nintendo, Nintendo. close. Uh, but anyway, they uh, they were in the office. They worked on like I think it was some portion of Disney Infinity. Yeah, and I was like, you guys working on uh, Sleeping Dogs too? And the guy did that very like, Ooh, and then like, kind of crept away. And I was like, <laughs> yes. I hope that's a yes, or else yeah. just I'm scared. I don't know. Yeah. He was very <laughs> sick. Yeah, <laughs> he was a ghost. Yeah. Uh, anyway, also uh, Max swore at him. Yeah. Just with Walking outrage. Yeah. He called him the, the P word. Yeah. Uh, the curse of F word. He called him a sleeping female dog. Oh. <laughs> wow. Sick. All right. Now it's time for another great segment called Rapid Fire, which is where we go in. Uh, is this from the Facebook group? These are from the Facebook group this time. Uh, next time we'll go from the YouTube com- uh, comments on our breakouts and our episodes and on the emails, which we definitely still read. I just went to the Facebook group this time. We got a, we got a real scary one about Satanism. I don't want to talk about it. What? We got a real scary email. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, about Satanism? Yeah, it was really weird. Well, yeah, we're, no, that's bad. Email, that sounds great. We got an email. Uh-uh. At, we got an email oh. to Newswire about uh, a company that's disrupting STD testing. You know oh, how like yeah. you don't disrupt that? The, and I'm like, that doesn't need disruption. Like STD testing is totally great. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I don't. Are know they? Ca- did they? Did they find them all they for caught, you? They caught them all. All 151. <laughs> we got a little. All right. Mute. They got <laughs> missing now. Anyway, anyway, Javier Bonnet, who. Uh, what is that an STD testing song that I just yelled oh, over? Dude, there's totally. Wait, oh. Was I with any of you? There's an STD. Gotta check them. There's an STD. There's an STD catching billboard. An STD test billboard. It's not an STD catching billboard. <laughs> you know what? That, how gross that sounds. People just like it's a billboard where people throw their STDs at. Ropes out on There's an STD testing billboard that's all in the Pokemon font. Yeah, and it says, "Have you caught them all?" That's pretty great. Yeah. Anywhere, guys, I don't have any STDs. Uh, Javier Bonnet says, "Would your love or passion of video games change if you didn't work in the games industry? Like, would it, would you be more passionate or less passionate if you didn't work in the games industry?" Uh, hmm. I would be, I would probably be more passionate, but less inclined to check out everything. Yeah, like I feel like I'd be much more like I'd be Specific way more casual, things. you know. Yeah, like I'd, I'd jump on stuff that I was that I was really excited about, but I wouldn't be like, oh, I should pay attention to what's going on. Like I'd be like, oh, and I wouldn't I, feel the need to play something just to be able to talk about it. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, before I, I worked in the industry, like I played games, but I pretty much played games that I knew knew I would like. Mm-hmm. I played far fewer games I didn't like because I was like, I'm gonna really like right. Metal Gear Four and Assassin's Creed and Braid and all that stuff. Yeah, I think that the only thing that kept me from uh, playing everything was money mm-hmm. like if that wasn't an object uh then i would i would play everything i i know even very specifically i think it might my passion would would, would pretty much stay where it is which is trying to get same. a little bit of everything and i think with stuff like red box and stuff like mm-hmm. i'd go to the grocery store and i'd be like oh i'm gonna take out what's red box you know what red box is it's a little rental service thing oh those are like the at the grocery store yeah, yeah. Like, so yeah, they like it's it's actually kind of ridiculous because it's like rental stores are gone now but if you want to check out a game like if you want to play dark souls and you're not sure if you're gonna be good at it like i had i went on that ran on bloodborne and a bunch like of people a day or something. yeah it's like it's, it's ridiculously cheap for like to play a triple a game especially if you're thinking about a game that you can beat in like one or two nights like to spend 
four bucks and there's like coupons or you know get one free and stuff yeah. like that uh to spend four bucks and play through a game and be able to talk about it with your like friends yeah totally yeah. um i don't i've always thought about like if i would like twitch stream more or anything like that um because it's not something i'm really interested in doing after like talking about games all day yeah. but i think that i would probably I do more stuff to like a lot that. more game podcasts before I was yeah because now it's we sort of like live a nine hour game yeah I yeah would, i would totally not feel bad about just playing one game i really liked like that's one thing i'm really jealous of is i always feel like i'm wasting like i'm we talked about i'm replaying gta and i'm like why yeah. am i doing this? this there's no point to this i'm not playing online i'm not seeing like new content i'm playing a game i've already played before and i have this weird guilt in the back of my mind even though i'm enjoying myself mm-hmm. you know or like just dumping a bunch of time in multiplayer for something where mm-hmm. it's like i'm not I'm just kind of i'm just killing time I'm having a good time yeah know? and like that's what games are supposed to be but when it does become a kind of part of job description it's it's a different different well i think you're allowed to lean into your your comfort foods more you know as long as you're still if you're still up to speed on everything else that's coming out like i'm playing all the new stuff but i'm also uh i i replayed resident evil 4 three times like i finished it i beat it started out on pro mode and when you beat it on pro mode you actually get this like lost plagas removal gun which is like the 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 golden gun in that game you walk into any room and it kills every enemy with one shot and i flew through it again in like seven hours like that because it was just something i could do like in 30 minute chunks and just but also while playing other stuff at the same time yeah. my thing is i've always wanted to have every console and every handheld so i always want to be be there for everything yeah. i don't uh because my passion hasn't really changed since i started working in games i feel like it's always been the same level the biggest thing that i would do is like you said play old stuff right like the stuff that i haven't played that i really want to play that's yeah. the biggest thing that would change is that i would feel like i had time to do that mm-hmm. yeah actually the weird thing that keeps me from playing older games is the idea that someone's going to remake them at one point, like I, I had a like an itching to play through Bioshock again, like two or three years ago. Uh, even though it's not, it's not even in anywhere near my one of my favorite games, like it is for other people. But uh, I had kind of heard like rumblings of like an HD collection coming out. Look, there was like weird rumors yeah. about that for a while, and there I were hints to it. Relief. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's oh, finally crap, like, right. Skyrim's coming out this year again. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Like, I mean, I'm totally going to play that game again. Yeah. But you know what? I think that's totally cool because, like, in terms of being able to do your job, a bunch of people will be playing that game for the very first time. Like, people are gonna, who are who played Elder Scrolls or who played uh, Fallout are going to try that game for the first time. Yeah. Or PlayStation people who couldn't play Skyrim back in the day because you had to put all your swords down before you went through a door. <laughs> Otherwise, you <laughs> crashed. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully they fix that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Jeff Grady asks, what's the worst console you have ever owned? Virtual Boy. Oh, yeah, me too. And I got that for $35 with eight games, and I still yep. felt ripped off. I got it for like 20 bucks out of Toys R Us. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's got Teller a Boxer. Give you, yeah. give me you migraines after 10 minutes. It's actually like like the Wario game and Mario Clash and Nestor's Funky Bowling are legit fun games, but yeah. you you would never know it because that system is actively punching you in the face while you're playing yeah. it. Yeah. You have to lay down uh, on your belly to play it. So one of the first, it was one of the first consoles that actually warned you to take breaks. Like and that became Nintendo's thing for a while with the Wii and the Wii U and the 3DS, but it was like, "Hey, stop looking at this! It's yeah. killing you." And I, I was like, like, "Why are you telling I like me the that?" Idea that Nintendo systems start making up lies. Like, yeah, next something's gonna pop up. Like, did you hear that? I think there's someone at the door. Well, and there you was go and check like, and you come back. They're like, "Oh no, we just wanted you to take a break." I, ha- I hated that on the Wii, where like there was that picture of a guy like holding Wii remotes, having a good time, but he was like looking over his shoulder, and there was a beautiful day outside with the windows open, the breeze, and there was trees out there, and they're smiling, and he was like, "Hey, go outside. It's beautiful." And I was like, "I'm." playing video games like i don't care about outside this is why i'm here uh Uh, oh the tiger r-type oh god r-zone r-zone yeah Yeah. which was like there were two versions one that went over your eye like you were i don't know death death stroke yeah um and the other one was just this one that had like a weird pop-out thing that kind of looked like a precursor to a 
It looked like one of those Game Boy magnifiers, mm-hmm. but it was like, hey, it's the same exact crappy Tiger games, except now they're on little cartridges, and they light up red. And you're like, okay, so you copied Game Boy and Virtual Boy at the same time. Missing, yeah, missing the, I'm missing the point of both. Like it, had, it was one of the first cartridge-based Tiger Electronics systems. And if you don't remember Tiger Electronics, they made games based on pretty much every IP that was ever popular back in the 80s and 90s. And they were all single-screen games that had um, sort of like Game Boy Advance-style layouts on them, where you had a D-pad and you had some buttons, maybe, depending on what you had to do. But they were all LCD, so if you mm-hmm. like squeezed really hard on the game or hit the reset button in the beginning, you saw everything that the game had to offer. Yeah, and you you had no idea what you were looking at unless you were the manual. Yeah. You could see all the little, like, oh, that's supposed to be the T-1000. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this game is. The only contest uh, I've ever won in my life was from uh, Pudding. I won a pudding contest, and they sent me a Space Jam Tiger Hit. Really? Yeah. Oh, did was... you make a pudding? <laughs> <laughs> did you make a pudding and enter a contest? <laughs> <laughs> Please never ask Marty again, did you make a pudding? Yeah, I that like dance, a mom? I slipped that tires and I made a pudding. Okay. You, that's, when, I need you to ask that to the same two-year-old that you bought those Legos to. Did you make a pudding? <laughs> that's, that's what you say when a kid craps his pants. Did you do the Dunkaroos? Pudding making. <laughs> Yeah, I always felt bad for Tiger Electronics because they were like it was like a kid trying to dress up as an adult. Like as someone baking brownies. <laughs> is is handheld gaming got better and better and now it's you know, it's it's incredible. Like it's I mean, my phone, you know. Yeah, I think that's the equivalent of Tiger Electronics is yeah. is like, oh, it's weird licensed minions iPhone games. Yep. Like, okay. What? what about you, Alana? What was your what was your least favorite video game I console really you ever? I don't have an answer to this. Um when I was growing up my family was pretty poor, mm-hmm. so I didn't get things immediately I always got them later and cheap and I feel like I was always just incredibly excited about it I don't, I don't yeah. there's nothing that stands out as being well, bad let's see, if I didn't have Virtual Boy or like those crappy Tiger Electronic ones like every system I've owned like every Nintendo mm-hmm. system Sega system Xbox yeah. and Sony system I've owned I've been super happy with yeah I yeah. feel really positive about everything I've had yeah. and I had no like I never bought a Jaguar or a, a Jaguar X Jaguar 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 in engine my friend had a, had a ti- uh, Tiger Gamecom that was really weird because that was yeah. basically Tiger being like, hey, we're going to make a real handheld and it's going to be a legit game thing. And it was like, nope. I feel bad for them because as a company, they were like, let's try to let's try to make a real game system. And they put yep. like Resident Evil and Duke Nukem 3D on there. And, it, and it, Sonic. It, 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 I mean, it was the first system it could connect to the Internet. I and think. the first the first handheld with a touchscreen, too. Yeah, that was like it's so interesting watching stuff like that happen. Like but there it was, was a, black and white. It yeah. was all black and white. But I mean, the fact that they got on the phone with like companies like Capcom and who had the Duke Nukem license at the time. 3D Realms, 3D Realms and Sega, and they were like, come make games for our new handheld system. It goes online. It's got a touchscreen. Yeah, it just didn't work out. I had a friend with a Jaguar, and it was like, it was like, dude, you, we're, we're trying our hardest to make Alien vs. Predator and Tempest seem like they're fun yeah. games, and they're not. <laughs> His parents had just gotten divorced, and it was like, that he got that. It sucked. Yeah. It was just sad. And then he moved to Michigan. We never saw him again. Is yeah. he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. He hit me up on Facebook recently. Where everyone goes Shout to live. Carl. Yeah. Right. Speaking of Facebook, Edward Hooten on Facebook asks, which game do you wish was available on a portable, and which portable game do you wish was made for a home console? I want Pokemon on Pokemon. Damn it, yeah. Marty. Definitely want one. Pokemon on um, um, I feel like most of the games I enjoy on TV, I don't want portable. Because I feel like I don't want to just crunch. Like, I don't want Metal Gear or Witcher on portable. Right. Um, I would actually love to play Golden Abyss in Uncharted 4's engine. Yeah. Like, uh, it's like a 10-hour game. I guess a lot of RPGs, I wish, like JRPGs, like I wish Persona 5 was portable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I feel like any game where I'm grinding, I like doing it with something yep. going on on 
another screen. Yeah, I kind of wish they put out one last Vita that was like let that let you remote play anywhere. Yeah. Like, how cool would it be to just be able to download a game like yeah. that, remote play, and then just go there's on a, go actually, on a train? There's actually one of those Vitas, but you have to win a pudding contest to get it. Yeah, yeah. you got to make a pudding. <laughs> you think I made a pudding? Like, created a new flavor of pudding? Alec Gonzalez says, "What movie or TV show would you want to be a game?" Lost. Wait, it was a game, and it was bad. Yeah. What was it? was that? Was that an adventure game? Uh, yeah, kind of, bit, yeah. but it was like first person. It was Ubisoft. Lost yeah, Via Domus or whatever. I played a little bit of that. Molly, what game were we having a conversation? Sorry, movie were we having a conversation about that we were like, oh, this is like a video game. Oh, Kubo. Oh, Kubo. Yeah. Yeah, Kubo uh, just came out. It's a beautiful stop motion mm-hmm. film, and that's just the first one that comes to mind. Not my definitive answer, but it's like very it's video game. Like a video game. Yeah, it yeah. has boss fights. It has what seemed like <laughs> levels. Like mm-hmm. it, it totally is like a game. Yeah. I was thinking I just finished watching Narcos, which you should all watch because it's incredible. Really and I think that would be an awesome idea for a game that's like half third-person action game, half detective game. Yeah. Like there's yeah. a lot of – like kind of the way – I mean like a Batman game but without <laughs> flying around a city. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of cool. Also Blair Witch. The latest yeah. Blair, yeah. Blair yeah. Witch would translate pretty well. Yeah. Uh, you know, also, you, have, you, you can access drones. There's different cameras. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, was it Kane and Lynch 2 that had the camera that was – like a camcorder shaking yeah, when yeah, you ran. Yeah. Was it too? Yeah. The first one didn't have that though. I think. Correct. Have you played Kane and, well. Kane and Witch, where him and the Blair Witch have to go on adventure? <laughs> but it's Kane, it's Kane the wrestler. He finds, <laughs> finds love in the woods. Kane and Witch. Jeff Gerson um, gave it ten out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, uh, do you have one, Max? Yeah, I was gonna say like basically any stupid '80s action movie that hasn't already been tapped into. Yeah. Like Tango and Cash as a really as a good. co-op game would mm. be amazing. Big Trouble in Little China. Oh God, I wish that was a good. Did game. they make like a Lethal Weapon NES game? Probably. Yeah, I feel like. Oh, Beverly Hills Cop would be great mm-hmm. even, I, if, even if somebody just like modded these into gta 5 i would just be like yep i'm, I'm down do. yep i would actually are. love telltale's teen wolf i'm pretty good where he's, he goes car surfing and he telltale's paul blart mall cops i'd like a yeah. lucasarts adventure game based on 16 candles yeah where you have to go and like oh I'm gonna... you can pretty much give me a lucasarts adventure game based, based on, on anything, anything. Totally. you don't play it pretty much uh finally mike collins asks have you ever refused to review a game now max you and i have don't review games anymore yeah because we refuse to we refuse to uh, oh, <laughs> Suck yeah it feds um, uh but yeah, uh, I, I i didn't review call of duty uh any of the call of duty games been asked to it wasn't like i refused aggressively and i was like i don't want to do that um because after four what came after four was it wallet war Yes. Yes. Yeah. I just really didn't like it, and then decided based on that to just not play any more of them. And did you not? I you didn't, didn't feel equipped to. You didn't like the idea of like what the game represents, or no, I just literally didn't like five. Oh, or you just don't like Call of Duty games. Yeah, but it's, it's I, mean, I don't feel that like way if anymore. I'm, if I'm like, entering something and not going to like it, I should right? Do it didn't feel right. So I was like, yeah, I'm not I, do it. I've always been interested in that because I don't think you need to be an expert on a franchise to review it. But I do I think like I it's disingenuous to yeah. If you go in and like I hate this, then that's a problem. I want to. I want to retry yeah. Call of Duty because it's been a really long time since yeah. I played one. Obviously, since four. Accuse ourselves if we have any sort of a relationship with the dev. Like yeah. none yeah. of us can review the new the game Mitch is writing. Obviously, totally. Because yeah. we hate Mitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of those buys. It'd be like zero out of ten immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's also things that. Uh, if I'm really excited about something, which I didn't have the luxury at my last job, but we do at IGN, is I don't want to play stuff that I'm really hyped for because I I don't want it to become work. I don't want to have to like mm-hmm. worry about a deadline, worry about writing about the thing. I just want to consume it at my yeah. own pace. Yeah. So. And a lot of times if we cover a game a ton pre-release, like I've covered exhausted. Final Fantasy XV pre-release yeah. to death, yeah. and so I... Yeah, you, you'd get to a part that you've played before, and you're like, "I've already again. said everything yeah. I have to yeah. say about it." Yeah. yeah, you can definitely get too close to a game or to a franchise if yeah. you've been to like seven preview events or mm-hmm. you know interviewed the people making it a hundred times. You also but just get fatigued. You, you do, like, you do. 
I also talk about this again. refuse to review Duck Dynasty because of the incident. Yeah, yeah. The, the duck incident. You don't have to. Re- you don't have to review it. You just need to play it all of it, all the way through, just to make sure you've played it all. <laughs> yeah, because okay? if you don't, um, we have out. to execute you. No. Yeah. yeah, we'll take you out in the bayou. And uh, we're going to put, to. put some feathers we're gonna go to the pudding factory up north. But the yeah. good thing is you don't have, like, a time limit on the execution. So it's like, you know, you can wait till you're, like, 50 and then play it. You just okay. have yeah. to play it at some point. You'll execute me on my deathbed if I yes, don't finish exactly. it. If, uh, if you don't finish it, we will give you, a, we'll give you a poison that will very slowly kill you over the next 100 years. It's so, called uh, racism. Right. And the Duck Dynasty boys know all about it. We got presents in the mail. Do uh, you guys want to vamp while I open the box? Which one we is opening box and finding a present? What's inside the box? It's a head. It's a head of an old dead What do we get? Oh, it's, that's really nice. Opening the box to find out. Wait, who's it from? Is it a bread? A baked bread? Unwrap your present before opening some envelope. Okay. Uh, last time I got drunk, I sent you some beads. I wrote oh, some wood puns that, that bees? to read. This time will not suck. My second gift you'll abscond. Stick on your finger. Have fun. Beyond. P.S. Sycamore is pronounced sick-a-more. Is, so this guy sent us the strange beads. Is this the, I just want to make sure everyone sees. We're, this is on camera right now, and we're recording this. This Because if this is our final moments on Earth together. Is jigsaw killer? Yeah, I don't really know how I feel about getting mysterious boxes in the mail that come with rhymes. I feel great about it. Riddles. Uh, I feel like a, the Riddler is a power. How long one. for this world? Oh, it's another box. It's a small box. It has a Star Wars on it. Mattel on it. That's, this is going to be some kind of Mattel brands. Some Michelle Branch. It said Star Wars on the side. I'm I'm Star totally Wars. okay with this killing me now. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. This is interesting. Uh, it's a bunch of. Uh, finger airplanes. Cool! Uh, these are Star what? Wars toys that, that have things cool. called flight navigators. So you stick your finger in them and you can fly the ships around. Awesome! This is like, so great. great! Who are you, mysterious sender of presents? This is so Sweet. Nice can I have that X-Wing? That's his name. This is a cool X-Wing. All right. All right. So anyway, there's a second present. I love this. Thanks, well, man. Are we both or should no, we wait till no, no. next week for It this? unfortunately doesn't say who it's from. A mystery. It's from the one who sent um, us the thank beads. You for the, for the Was beads it on the riddle? And also for these. Thank you, Bead Puzzler, for sending us this gift. If you guys at home would like Super to send cool. us weird garbage in the mail, it doesn't have to be brand new toys. It could be literally whatever you feel like sending us. It could be literal garbage. As long as it's Someone legal. sent us nothing. That uh-huh. was the same guy who sent us beads. Yeah. yeah. And our, uh, our address is 625 2nd Street. A man sent us ham. Floor 4, San Francisco, CA 94107. What does the CA stand for? California. Cool. <laughs> cool uh, ass. Yeah, we did get ham one, one time. We got steaks. Yeah. Still nobody sent out. Whoa! Wow, really? Whoa, 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 this is unnecessary. So this is from Chris Price, right? All right, Console Chris Wars Rice, yeah. by Blake uh, Harris. I love that dude. Chris, it's Chris Rice, sorry. Yeah. Uh, he, wow, this has... Wow, look at all these Mega Mans. Little Ma- Mega Mans. Magma Ben? Sweet. Wow. We made a mess. Uh, so it's a, a copy of... the show, of... Chris Rice sent uh, a series of uh, Mega Man Funko Pops with Mega Man and Proto Man and Rush and Dr. Wily and sent a copy of Console Wars, which is an incredible book. What does he there. say? Looking forward to the show each week and honestly all of the projects you each have as well is one of the things that keeps me going and keeps me marginally sane. And since nobody else I know shares my taste in interior decorations, I thought you might like these. Plus, I'm very familiar with wanting to need... Wanting... To read a good book, but never getting around to picking up a copy. Now you have an office copy to pass around to anyone that is interested. Did yeah. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Red oh, nice. Console Wars is incredible. It's okay. about the Sega Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Blake Harris is like the nicest dude, friend of ours. He came he came to IGN about a year ago, a year or two ago, mm-hmm. uh, and they're actually. Making this a movie, Seth uh, and Seth Rogen's making a movie about this book. And like all um, the best books that were based on movies in the 90s, it has a bunch of full-color photos in the very yep. center. Uh, Seth Rogen also wrote the forward to this, uh, so did Evan Goldberg. And it basically, it's the most... Game Over is one of my favorite books of all time, but I think this one eclipses it in terms of just having the most interesting and fascinating yep. fundamental breakdown of the, the way the Nintendo, uh, Sega, and PlayStation thing yep. shook out in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Um, Really, really, really cool stuff. I'm am- I'm actually amazed. This feels like they should they should make a show based on this. Yeah, they're um, making a movie about it. Yeah. Did, did you guys just say that? Literally yeah. said that. Were Sorry. You, were you uh, doing a good read? Chris wrote us all individual paragraphs that he said, you know, we can oh, skip that. Oh, my God. Part, but thank no you so much. No one's allowed to read Really, really sweet. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, it's really nice. Super nice guy. All right, now I just think a lot of critical notes. Yeah, because i got to get this we gotta, show we gotta leave. we got to leave. Esports are going to beat us up. All right. Okay. Fine. Okay. All right. Uh, you can no, find no, us no, all. No. You can find us all on Twitter. Max is at Max Scoville. Uh, Lana's at Charlanazard. Ryan's at Agent Bizzle. I'm at POTUS. Yeah, POTUS. Pudding of the United United Shockers. Right. Yeah. Let's go make some pudding. All right, make a yeah. pudding, everybody, and have Everyone. a lovely night. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.